Spread some mustard on the toast. Don't use the spoon and don't dribble little dots of mustard. No? No. You take your knife and you smear. Men smear. Smear. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Get the goddamn stinky down. All right, make your fingers like iron, all right? Yeah, and stop trembling. Hold the knife boldly in yes. strength. Welcome, everyone, to My Bleeding Ears podcast. This is episode 122. My name is Larry, your host as usual, and with me today is Jessalyn, my co-host. Hello. We, oh man, we watched a buttload of movies. We really got back into it, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We stopped uh, watching shit TV and playing on our phones and actually grounded ourselves, and hell, we watched... What was that, like six movies that one day, or was it four? It was six. No, four. six, and then we watched two more. And we watched a few more. And then we watched our movie of the week. Yeah, so we watched... we watched... the dumb one that I just wanted to see again. <laughs> we won't talk about that one. Actually, you know, we watched Dark Water, and it's not that bad. No, I actually, not. I like it more this time around, actually. So did I. I first saw it when it was released on DVD after its theatrical release, and um, I was a little bored by it then. I was younger and, and not as, I, know, I guess, smart or savvy about film as I am now. Um, this one is, it, it, it's, it came out right around that whole like Japanese influence movies like The Grudge mm-hmm. and uh, The Ring and all those movies came out. This is like another one of those that slipped in there. Uh, it has Jennifer Connelly in it. Um, What's his, that goofy guy, what's his name? Pete Postlewaite. The John goofy, yeah, John C. Riley is the goofy guy. Pete Postlewaite's Pete Postlewaite's kind of goofy looking. I mean, he's goofy looking. He's, oh, man. He does look, he he looks, he always reminded me of one of the, the Muppets from Labyrinth. Next time we watch Labyrinth, I'll point him out to you. He looks just like Pete Postlewaite. Okay. Yeah, so next time, our, our 100th watch of fucking... Is it one of the goblins? Yes, yeah, it's okay. one of the goblins. I'll point them out to you. Um, so yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Tim Roth has like a small role in it. I forgot. It's okay. I could think of so many ways that it could be better. Mm, I mm-hmm. don't like the ending. But I haven't seen the original. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And sometimes the originals aren't always better. True. I kind of thought that way with The Ring. I like the, the Ring American version is better and scarier and well done. A little more well done than uh, the Japanese version. But yeah, anyway, that's uh, Jennifer Connelly. All right, fine. Yeah, we talked about was, it. You know, I, I do have one little gripe about it. And they, they made Jennifer Connelly her age younger than she really was. Because I, was, I think she's about mid-30s when that movie came out. She is, well, I tried to do the math and then I just stopped. Yeah, you, know, you did too. <laughs> um, she is, she must be She's 50 like now. nine years older than I am. So yeah. almost 50, maybe mm-hmm. 50. Maybe, maybe 50, she's 10 yeah. years older than I am. So when was that? Uh, 2000, 2004. 
four. Yeah. So yeah, maybe she was yeah, like, she was like 32, 32. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Shut up, me. <laughs> passes for thirty easily. I think. Oh yeah. Even yeah. well, even now she. Not now. I mean, she looks great. Yes. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> she does look like she's nearing fifty. Yeah. A great, beautiful fifty. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. man. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's start start firing off a few of these movies right. here. Seeing as we we've been out of work, well, she you've been out of not been in the office lately. Let's yes. just say, so we're not as we we don't have like our little sheets that we go off of now. Right now, I'm just kind of like letting Jesslyn just take over firing off the movies instead of like us going off the papers anymore. And plus, I've been paying a lot more attention too. Um, so I won't need the papers as much. Yeah, I think we've been doing okay without them. Go ahead. Um, So the first one we watched, we just watched, yeah, on Sundays, like six movies. The first one was Come Down from 2012. It's a British, it must be a British film, horror movie. Um, You can watch it on Prime. It was free. We didn't pay for it. Yeah, it was free. free. Yeah. Yeah. It stars Jacob Anderson, uh, Grey Worm from... From uh, Game, of Game of Thrones, yeah. And he's so young, and he had a hood on in the beginning of the scene. We were like, is that And I, I picked the movie because I was like, oh, Grey Worm's in this. But then he was on the, in that hoodie, and he was younger. I was like, oh, fuck, is it? Or am I, like, being racist? Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, shit. And I had to ask him, like, that's Grey Worm, right? And I was like, I think so. <laughs> like, I'm all right. sure. Once he takes the hood off, it's obviously yeah. Jacob Anderson, yeah. Oh, what did you think of this movie? Um, so it was way darker than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It was more upsetting than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to watch a fun British slasher film, but apparently that is not the way Brits do slasher films. No, no, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Either you go all the way like Shaun of the Dead, or you do <laughs> yeah. fucking come down, I right. guess. Uh, what were it, your thoughts? It wasn't that heavy, but it, it, there was some heavy parts to it. And um, I... Thought it was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad slasher movie. I have no complaints about this film, nor really. What? Well, none of them upset me, like you said before. Like none of these films really upset me, but none of them really grabbed me. It was like, wow, that was fucking awesome. Like the movies we're gonna Agreed. talk about. Agreed. When I say upset, should I just spoil it? It's from yeah, eight fuck years it, yeah, ago. yeah, exactly. You should still watch it. But at the end, Jacob Anderson's character gets arrested for all of the murders. Yes. <laughs> Jacob Anderson, if you do not know, is black. Mm-hmm. So I found that very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it's about the, yeah, these kids go to this rundown uh, like public housing uh, building that's yeah. done. It's, it's like abandoned, it's, it's abandoned think, now, yeah. and then people just go there to party mostly it's or take a shit. It's clearly where all these kids grew up. Yes. So they know it really well. Yeah, yeah all, all the kids that we're following, there's like four or five of them. They're all, you know, just lower income kids trying to get through life. You know, they're yeah. in their 20s. Yeah, like that's Early I 20s, would I would say. Mm-hmm. And so they're tasked with setting up a, uh, a pirate's, like, satellite in uh, this building so they can broadcast DJs. Like a release party or something. Oh, it was, it was like a... Um, I don't know what to call it exactly, but it's like an underground DJ feed okay. that people will get, and it'll interfere with other channels. Right. So they're they're really like it's like a, a, a yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, I can I can finish that one, but you know, that, that's what they're doing. They're they're paid an amount of money to set up this antenna so that they can feed it through all the neighborhood and. 
these DJs can mix it and make money off it and whatever. So they go there to party too. And we learn that Grey Worm had just got out of jail mm-hmm. for something. We don't know what it is. I thought they said theft, but I guess they never really tell no, us. No, they don't. Yeah. And they party, and then there's a backstory about how one of their friends set this apartment on fire and that's why most of the like the building was evacuated for the most His part. Birds on the roof. He had yeah. all these like a pigeon coop. And yes, and this young kid burned like this dude's coop and killed all those pigeons. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to kill them all. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, um, I liked it. I would recommend it. It's it's well acted. Yeah, it is. It's uh, all the characters are believable in this. The, the camera work and the, the lighting and everything is, is very believable. I, I mean, that place looked like shit, and I'm sure yeah. it was a shit place they were staying at anyway, but it, it was very, very believable. They're all clearly, they've been friends since they were children, because it's clear that there are a lot of tensions between them now, but yes. they're, they're old friends. It's that yeah. old friend. So, yeah. Right. Uh, next. Next. Uh, okay. Crap. All right, here we go. Next. One job! Population... <laughs> Population 436. This is... I'm looking it up right now. This is a movie with Jeremy Sisto and Fred Durst <laughs> from 2006. Oh, okay. And it was available on Amazon. It's also available on Tubi. Yeah, it was available in other yeah. places. It, yeah, this movie's widely available to check out. It got recommended to me, so I guess I thought it was newer. I didn't even look, but no, it's very old. It's 2008 or maybe 2002? 2000, no, it's 2006. 2006. Because I saw Fred Durst and I was like, ew, do I think Fred Durst is hot now? Like, <laughs> this movie's from like 14 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you, you see him now. He looks like a total old man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, Fred Durst is, like, the, sh- uh, the deputy, or, sh- yeah, he's the deputy, and, uh, in, of this town, and I figured it out really fucking early. Yeah. You go to this town, if someone <laughs> visits this town, they can't leave, and this population always stays at that amount. It never goes higher or lower, so when someone visits there and ends up staying there forever, someone else has to die. Right. And Jeremy Sisto's a census taker who shows yes. up and spends the night. And spending the night means you have to stay there forever. Yes. He finds out later. Yes. And so, yeah, he has to stay there forever now. And if you try and leave, the townspeople get a hold of you and they lobotomize you until you just accept being there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fred Durst... Yeah, he was fine. He, you yeah. know, he's actually a director too, and he yeah. does a decent job in directing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's 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 talented. He's a talented person, kind of a jackass, but you yeah, know, hey, definitely. So jackass. are most fucking talented people <laughs> anyway. So, and we usually forgive white guys for it. So yeah. let's forgive him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say what it's fine. Yeah. Um, if you've seen The Wicker Man. I don't know, you've seen this pretty much. Mm-hmm. Watch that. Yeah, it's pretty much that. For the Nicolas Cage performance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and you can destroy white people in this movie all you want to because that's all there is in it, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we watched a 2019 movie from, I think we watched it on Amazon. Uh, which one? Uh, the Beach House. No, that one's on Shudder. It's a Shudder exclu- exclusive. Right. Very much kind of like a kind of. I want to say Color of Night mixed with uh, The Void, maybe? Yeah. In a way. Color of Night is better. Yes. Um, but this was... I had no idea what to expect. Me this either. This was your pick. I didn't watch a trailer. I was just like, hit it. Let's do Same this. here. 
I saw it was in English, and you didn't want to watch anything in a different language. No, it's Sunday. I don't want to read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Beach House. A uh, oh, like it's it's oh, you know, it's like the mist maybe mixed with uh, the color of night. Yeah, and that's the movie right there. Uh, This couple go to the the, this beach house that's owned by this uh, by his uh, the young man's parents, Mm -hmm. and then the mists and. Wildlife appear, uh, aquatic wildlife appear on the beach. People start getting sick, and they start turning into fish people, it kind of seems like. Sort of. It's real gross. They're adapting into, like, fish in a way. You never see a complete transformation. You just see them gargling up water and being really fucking sick. Like, they're kind of beached in a way. Yeah. And they're crawling, and they can't, you know. And it takes a while for the mist to get, like, a hold of you. You you breathe it in, and, and... you kind of just start to puke up your guts it's, and then yeah, you're paralyzed. Yeah, it sort of evolves you because they spend a lot of time talking about the college student, um, the girl, mm-hmm. is going for her master's degree or some sort of graduate degree in chemistry or some kind of science. And yeah. she spends a lot of time talking about like entities at the bottom of the sea. And it reminded me of Annihilation. Wasn't it like astrobiology or some shit like, like that? Something like that. Yeah. So it, it, that part reminded me of Annihilation a little bit. Yeah, that too. It's very much like yeah. that. Not as good as those movies. Kind right. of slow moving. Very mm-hmm. very much just uh, are a few different characters interacting with each other and just trying to survive and possibly evolve in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this one was okay. Yeah. I, I'm in between recommending it and not. If you want more of a slow burny kind of uh, small character driven movie, yeah. then yeah, uh, with some gross looking like puke and uh, body like you know like, like body these, horror. It was yeah, gross. and yeah, there's like <clears throat> aliens and shit and people's open wounds and stuff. It's, it's, it's pretty gross. So yeah. if you like gross stuff, you like this one yeah. too. And it's, it's okay. Yeah, it was okay. It's, it's nothing to write home about, but yeah, it was fine. Definitely. So next up is so in the states, or I guess because we watched this one on Amazon Prime, it's called Estranged from 2016. Mm-hmm. But when I look it on up on IMDb, and this is clearly a British movie or <laughs> a UK movie, it's called January, which is the name of the main character. Ah, yes. So either estranged or January, depending on where you are. Yeah. Uh, from 2015, watched it on Amazon Prime. A woman returns home to her estranged family after a near fatal accident, but begins to suspect something is not right. She uh, so she has amnesia. Yes. She doesn't remember her family. Right. She her boyfriend brings her there. So she and her boyfriend are in a motorcycle crash, and right. she really gets hurt, and he doesn't. He ends up having brain damage, and uh, yeah, she ends up having brain damage and amnesia. She can't remember anything. She can barely walk. She has to like teach herself to walk again. Yeah. Um. So they he finds out where her family is, and he takes her home to that family. Right. And of course, she doesn't remember them at all. Um, and or she even him. And but, she yeah. she had left her family was like ten years prior, just to get away, and she never really spoke about that to him. So he had no idea like what to expect when he got there. Right. Uh, of course, they didn't like him, and you get the sense that maybe these people aren't her family. Right. Um, her brother like hits on her. Yeah. Which is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This movie was okay. This one was all right. This one uh, surprised me. It yeah, wasn't too I really bad. I liked it. Um, yeah, it, it was surprising. It unfolds slowly because I kept asking you questions like, wait a minute. 
what's going on here? Yes. Wait, who's this? And I was yes. like, am I really not paying attention? No, I was paying attention. <laughs> it unfolds. Yes, and it find unfolds. And everything else, everything out at the end. Right. Although you can probably, you might be able to guess it at some point. I mean, point. I guessed, and I was right, but... Close. Yeah. I was close. But, um, what was your guess? Uh, well, I might want, I want eh, blah, blah, blah. might not want to ruin it, this okay. one, seeing no, as you, you didn't say anything yeah. just yet. But yeah, check this one out. Not bad. Where was it on Prime? It's on Prime, yeah. All right, cool. Strange. Whenever I hear that, I just think of the Guns N' Roses song. Strange? Yeah. That, <laughs> I don't think I know that song. Yeah, it was like the third song in their trilogy of 15-minute songs. <laughs> that one I Remember missed. it was Don't Cry, and then it was November Rain. That, I know that one. Everybody <clears throat> knows that one. And then the one, the, the epic after that one was Estranged. Or fuck it, that's, I'm playing that song at the end of this episode. All right. You know, <laughs> then you know where it is. <laughs> I, had, I didn't know what I was going to pick for the end of the episode, but this is perfect. <laughs> the episode will be like two hours long if I put the whole song on, so perfect. God, do it. Yeah. Um, the next one we watched is from 2017. You can, I don't think we rented it. You can rent it on Prime Video, but I think we watched it on Tubi, Ghost mm. Stories. No, we, we watched it? it on Hulu, I want to say. Hulu, you're right. We found it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Ghost Stories. Uh, this one piqued my interest a while back. I read an article about it, I want to say, in Rue Morgue magazine. Was, I was interested. I believe it was a um, a play. It was a stage act. Yeah. And then yeah, it was a, yeah. a movie. Uh, so, yeah, this was one of the more high-caliber movies that we watched. Um, and it was fine. I There were some really good parts to it but i think overall the end i i didn't like all that much i kind of just liked how this guy was just going around interviewing these people about Mm -hmm. cases of super supernatural activity um not being not necessarily being written off by uh, this one author who would go to these different places kind of like the elaine and or the people from the conjuring lorraine Whoa, uh, whatever the fuck they're Patrick doing. Wilson. Yeah, those people. <laughs> but in real life. Kind of like those people. Uh, a story like that where we go and debunk these different things. But right. these are the ones that were never debunked by the guy who would fucking just debunk all of them. Well, no, he did. And then he seems to regret doing that later. Because yeah. he does feel like they saw something par- Right. So yeah. he... Well, I guess he has debunked everything but regrets not saying that Maybe it's possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And that actually kind of scared him. So he gets a hold of another author who idolizes him and says, you know, all your books are shit. Why don't you go talk yeah. to these people and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove you wrong. Because the main character uh, who idolizes this author, mm-hmm. or this, uh, this guy, at the very beginning we see him jump mm-hmm. out on stage with his like secret cameras or something mm-hmm. and uh, call out this psychic as fraud and right. explain exactly how it all works. Yes. So yeah, uh, but yeah, so that, those whole parts were great. They're, they get to Martin Freeman. His story's cool. Like the stories are are cool. I he's like them. They're scary. Great. He's always and great. He is. Yes, he's he is great in this. Yeah. Um, but the ending it kind of falls apart for me a little bit. Me too. It's I guess it's I don't get to choose the ending. Right. It's not my movie, but right. I think I would have chose chosen a different one. Yes, but I do recommend this one. Just it's... check out. What. Yeah, definitely. Check out. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I feel like I'm all like, let's get through this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're hungry. No, no, no. We'll yeah. get we'll, we'll get through. how many more movies have we got? Like twenty? <laughs> uh, no, but I definitely recommend it. I forget what I was gonna say just now. 
It's really entertaining. And when it starts to get kind of surreal, I, I had even more fun, even if I didn't love the way it ended. Mm. It does tie it up into a nice little bow. Ghost stories. So, next, we watched... I've been wanting to watch this for a while, and so have you. We watched Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, by Denis Villeneuve. Yes. We we rented it for 99 cents. Yep. Because for a while, <laughs> you could only buy it, and I was like, I don't know buy it but i was really really interested in it and i know you were too it's from 2013 yes you can oh damn you can watch it on showtime so we could have watched it on hulu (laughs) (laughs) it was well worth my dollar and more this is my favorite of the movies that we've talked about all right go for it i want you to shoot on this one uh, the the premise is a man seeks out his exact look-alike after spotting him in a movie so Jake Gyllenhaal plays this history teacher. He's like this sad lump. He mm-hmm. lives alone in an apartment with like no furniture at all. His girlfriend comes over, they eat dinner, they have sex, and then she leaves. Uh, and it's so impersonal that I turned to you and was like, was that a hooker? <laughs> I didn't yeah. understand. And then he ends up renting. He's not into movies, but one of his colleagues recommends a movie that Mm -hmm. he might like. He watches it, and then he finds a man who looks exactly like him in this movie. I don't want to spoil this movie. I'll admit, I didn't get it. I Mm -hmm. I probably would have if I'd watched it a few more times, but instead we watched an explained video. Yeah. And as soon as he explained the twist... Which, don't expect, like, a big twist at the end. The twist is the entire movie. Right. Um, I went, oh, right. And then everything added up. Yes. It's excellent. It is a good movie. And it took took a little while to sink in. Plus, I... I, The Chris Stuckman, the guy, the YouTube guy I usually watch, he did, like, an expanded review of this, and he loves the movie, and he just went through it a little more with me to get to, for us just to kind of like mm-hmm. get it a little more because I kind of I got it for the most part but um I missed the key though I think see yeah the key <laughs> in the beginning mm-hmm. is is crucial because that beginning part can either be the beginning of the movie or the end of the movie you yeah. don't know right and it's and it's really cool how it's done uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. pos- it's possible so um there's more. There's different ways to to interpret this movie too, but the one, the interpretation that we listen to, I think, is a little more on point than other ones. So, yeah. But that's uh, this is a definite watch from us. I loved it. A plus. The end scared the shit out of yes. me. Yes. You're <laughs> never gonna guess how. Yeah. If you've never seen the movie and you see the ending, it's gonna freak you the fuck out because you're never gonna think of it. Yeah. I never thought of it either, and I'm and I'm happy I didn't. None of this was spoiled for me, so yeah. it was fucking creepy. Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing as both characters. Mm-hmm. He's always amazing. Jake Gyllenhaal, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Melanie Laurent, who is from like Inglorious Bastards yeah. and Ageless. other films. Yeah, she is. <laughs> um, like at first, I was like, man, she really doesn't have like a speaking role in this movie. Mm-mm. And but by the end, I'm like, ah, okay, I get right. it now. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. this is this makes a lot more sense now. I'm having, you know, and so yeah, um, it's a really good movie, and I'm happy we finally watched it. Me Definitely too. check out Enemy. It's on Hulu, or yeah, if you want to spend Hulu it or spend ninety nine cents, <laughs> <laughs> watch it on uh, uh, Prime. Prime. <clears throat> 
So, next up. How many more do we have? Two? This is the last one before our movie oh, okay. week. Okay, sweet. So we, we got through them. This is an 11-year-old movie that has always been recommended to me that I've just never seen. And Same finally here. I read just a little blurb about its twisty ending. It's like one of the 50 best movies of all time. Someone's list, whatever. Right, it's subjective. Yeah. But I was like, all right, fine. I've got to see what this is. It's Moon from 2009 with mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell. And we watched this on Hulu, too, because yes. the Showtime add-on. Um, astronaut Sam Bell has a quintessentially personal encounter toward the end of his three-year stint on the moon, where he, working along with his computer, Gertie, sends back information to, sends back to Earth parcels of a resource that has helped diminish our planet's power problems. Mm-hmm. That's the general gist. I, I'm going to spoil it. Yeah, we'll I mean, spoil the fuck out of this 11 movie. 11 years old. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't say you were going to go home and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> or don't listen to this. So I really liked it. I didn't read the twist at all. I didn't know shit about this yeah. movie other than Sam Rockwell was on the moon. I was expecting some sort of like Truman Show Yes, that's twist. what I thought. Yeah. It's not. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm happy it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so do you want to go into it? Yeah, yeah. We um, so Sam Rockwell's character is has signed a three year contract to work on the moon to harvest all this shit for solar power, but then he finds out that he's a clone, mm-hmm. and the other clones find out another clone finds out that they're a clone, mm-hmm. and then ten hours are going in the span of the next like ten hours. The one clone who's been there for three years has, uh, uh, he's going to die because there's only like a three-year time span for the clones to live. So they won't have to keep sending people up to space to relieve that person. They'll just make a clone instead and give them fake memories Mm -hmm. so that they always think it's three years. And they don't have to waste money with shipping another person out there, training, having someone freak out. So... There's that whole dilemma happens in this movie, and we just follow Sam Rockwell's and Sam see Rockwell what he does. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that's why I said plural. <laughs> yep, the Sam Rockwell's. You're right. Um, and there's a point when they discover the secret door that they've been looking for because they finally. Well, the old clone is in complete denial that he's a clone. He yes. really, really thinks that he is the original. Yes. Sam Bell. They finally find the secret door that the new clone is looking for, and there are. Th- thousands of right. Sam Rockwell clones. So who knows how long this has been going on. Right. Um, yeah. I, I really liked it. It there, was really good. There are parts of it that are really funny. Mm-hmm. It's Sam Rockwell, like fighting with Sam Rockwell. Right. Uh, he's incredibly talented. I've always thought so. So I would definitely watch it. I feel like I have more to say about it, but I'm just my brain's like, you have to eat. Let's hurry. um moon it's really good it's really good it's a really good movie check that one out definitely Mm -hmm. if you haven't in the last 11 years i'm sure it won some awards (laughs) or at least least nominated for them i thought so um the uh gertie the robot uh or the ship i guess is voiced by a sexual predator i'll let you kevin spacey Spacey. Um, so that's a little distracting to watch it now as compared to 2009 yeah it is but i I even I forgot after a while, and I was just really into this movie. Yeah, movie Sam great. Rockwell's great in it. He's he, great. He's always really great in movies, uh, even from Clown House. He was he wasn't too bad yeah. in that movie. Always, even Charlie's Teen- Angels, he makes that movie for me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
smoke. <laughs> He's got like, <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, check it out. And we will be back after this message. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening Our movie of the week is the 2019 film Harpoon, starring fucking Turbo Kid. Yep, Monroe Chambers. I picked it just because it was Turbo Kid, but then we watched the trailer a while back, and it was interesting, and we're like, all right, we'll put this one in our pocket, and once we come about it. Yeah, it looked like a thinker, and we weren't in the mood for that. No, and it's not too much of a thinker, actually. It is a little bit, but it's way more fun comedic than you think it's going to be. Yes, this is a a good, funny movie. I'm going to recommend it already. Uh, It's way better than I thought it was going to be, actually. Oh, man, I loved it. Yeah? Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... um, plot of the movie is that three friends, uh, who've been friends for a very long time, it seems like, go out on a boat together and shit happens. Mm-hmm. The build-up to it, though. Okay. So, um, our three characters, Turbo Kid, uh, his friend, uh, well, Turbo Kid's pretty much, uh, a, he pretty much thinks the world's against him. Everything wrong happens to this dude. He's broke all the time. His parents died in a car accident and left him nothing. Mm-hmm. So he's always down on his luck. His best friend, who grew up opposite of him, was very rich, had a lot of stuff, very privileged person. Uh, fucking, he's he flies off the handle real quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, real rage issues. Yes, and then we have uh, his. What is his name? I forgot his name in the movie. Richard. Uh, Richard. So Jonah is Monroe Chambers. Right, and Richard. Richard is the rich guy. Yeah, oh, that makes sense then. And then Richard's girlfriend, who is uh, what's her name? Shit. Sasha. Sasha, that's right. right and clearly right, right. they've been together since they were kids, yes. so the, the three of them have been a group. For a while, for, at, yeah. at least. So yeah, uh, Richard and Sasha are together. Um, our movie begins with uh, Turbo Kids in his house. Like It looks like he's packing up, getting ready to leave. And Richard comes by and beats the fuck out of him because he read text messages on Sasha's phone and it seem like that they were fooling around together. Right. So he goes in there, beats the shit out of them, and then Sasha comes in and says, what are you doing? Stop doing that. We were texting because we were getting you this. And then she goes to the car and brings back into the house a, um, not a harpoon, but a spear gun. Oh, I thought we were going to have a little... Nah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Because continually throughout the movie... Mm-hmm. One of them calls it a harpoon, and the other two correct spear gun. Whatever. Well, well the thing is, well, it, it I'll come back to it, because it actually okay. builds way into this movie more than you think. Um, so uh, they buy this rich kid a spear gun, and to, like, apologize to them, he takes them out on one of his boats. Like a mini yacht. Yeah, it's, it's a, really it's nice, a boat. nice boat. Yeah. He 
um, so he can shoot off his spear gun into the water <laughs> and shoot things. So then they get, they get on the boat. He's like, all right, I'm really sorry about all that and everything. And how can we make this all right? And then Turbo Kid is like, all right, can I hit you? You know, and he punches him. And then Sasha punches him too. And then everything's forgiven, even though we know this dude's a hothead. And, and the dialogue is so snappy. Yes. I mean, their chemistry is off the charts, all three of them together. Yes. The dialogue is hilarious. It is. So, yeah, he, um, so then they all start to chill, and they go out on the deck of the boat. And then um, Richard starts talking to Turbo Kid and is like, so what were you guys fighting about the other day when I came into, like, my house and you guys were upset and Turbo Kid's like, well, he starts talking about stuff, like what happened. He's like, okay. Richard's like, okay. So then he goes and talks to Sasha about the same thing and she gives him a different answer. It's like it was probably just the spear gun. Yeah. Yeah. Harpoon. She says harpoon. Harpoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he's like, okay. And then we get a nice long shot of him like figuring thing- shit out in his head. Mm-hmm. And then he looks over at Turbo Kid, and Turbo Kid just caught like this big fish. And he goes over to him with the spear gun and is about to shoot him and says, Tell me what really fucking happened. I know you guys fold around. And he's like, No. And then he's pointing the spear gun at him. And then um, he. Sasha clocks Sasha him over clocks the head, him over the head yeah. with a bottle. <clears throat> and then her and Turbo Kid go to each other and are like, how the fuck did he find out? Yeah, how did he figure this out? <laughs> so they were messing around together, mm-hmm. and that he was right. And but the thing is, is that he was still awake when he got hit with the bottle. He's like you, and he starts raging against so him again. So he just pops up like a serial killer. Yeah. In the movie. <laughs> and uh, and Turbo Kid gets speared in the hand. Yeah. And he's stuck to the boat. Um, but then Richard is eventually knocked out again, uh, maybe killed. And he's put on the edge of the boat because they're going to off him, uh, Sasha and Turbo Kid. <laughs> but they they don't want to roll him over because right. uh, Monroe Chambers, Turbo Kid, says, we have to be able to pass a lie detector test. So they put him on the edge and start, like, bouncing the boat, hoping that he'll fall over. So, yeah. say he fell off the boat, and it right. would be true. <laughs> yeah. So he, when he falls off the boat, though, he's not dead, and you hear him swimming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, <laughs> that's when they're like, oh, fuck, he's not dead. And he's like, oh, you tried to kill me, you assholes. And then they're going to drive off in the boat, but they see that Richard has the keys. Yeah. So Richard's like, all right, let me on the boat. Um, and then, well, actually, like, give me the keys. He's like, fuck you guys. And he takes off the foam thing on that will make the keys float and throws <laughs> it and he holds on to him. He's like, you guys aren't getting back on. I'm not driving. You guys aren't driving off. So he gets back on the boat. They let him back on the boat only after they throw everything off the side. That could kill anybody. Yeah, anything that can be used <laughs> as a weapon. And that's most things. Like, almost everything they throw off the boat. Bottles, beer, everything. Everything. Yeah. So, uh, Richard, they let Richard back on. They hold the truce, and they're pretty much like, you know what? We get back in. Fuck all of you. We'll go all go our separate directions. That's it. And we learn also that Richard has a pretty powerful dad. He's a very rich man. And can make things happen. So, uh, from there, they're about to drive back, but the boat won't start. <laughs> and this is, I feel like we should add, there's Brett Gelman, who you know from Fleabag, or, or tons of stuff. Right. I can only remember Fleabag, but Brett Gelman. Stranger Things, he's the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Look him up. 
um, he's narrating the entire movie. And mm-hmm. he's, it's kind of a like comedic narration, too. So at this point, I believe it's this point that Brett Gilman pops in as the narrator again to tell you all the superstitious things that have happened on this boat that are considered bad luck when you're boating. Yes. Including uh, redheads, which Sasha mm-hmm. is, and the name Jonah, which is one of the changes. So anyway, continue. Yeah, boat he just start. keeps running through all this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the boat won't start, and they're stuck at sea, and they don't want to swim back because they don't think they can make it. And they're like, you know what? Someone will pick us up. Pretty soon, who knows? Unfortunately, they threw everything off the side. They could, they, they could, like their flare gun or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they trashed the um, CB radio when Richard was going nuts on everyone. Mm-hmm. He There's ripped no it out. Food because they thought it was going to be a day trip only. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, they're fucked. And then they have to kind of work together to feed each other and to the, maybe get water. And oh, while all this is happening too. Jonah has that wound in his hand that just keeps getting worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse throughout the movie. Um, and then that kind of leads us, after about three or four days, we are um, in a part of the movie where they just start coming out and talking about, well, who cares? Because they might right. die. And like, who cares? Well, they, Let's just start speaking to each other about shitty things that they've done to each other. They drink the blood of a seagull uh-huh. because Sasha learned this from a story about this man called Richard Parker, which you looked that up and you could yes, find. Yes, I did find something about it. It was a coincidence that a man named Richard Parker was stranded at sea with two other people and they had to kill one of the other people to survive. Uh, it was co- coincidence because... Um, H.P. Lovecraft, I believe, wrote a, his only finished book, I believe, had, uh, was about the story, and he, the guy had the same name as the book, and mm-hmm. the same thing happened in the book, so it's... That happened in reality, right? Right. And so. the fact that one of the characters' name is Richard is how Sasha and Richard mm-hmm. always remember this story. Right. Um, so they drink the blood of a seagull mm-hmm. that they managed to hit with a golf ball. That yeah, Richard managed to hit with a golf ball. <laughs> which was which is great. It, it was awesome when he did that because it just pumped up this movie even more in what the meaning of it is, which I'm going to get to next mm-hmm. with their whole conversation about their insecurities and everything. Right, and so I just want to add that it starts because they finally find a bottle of scotch. Right, that they think maybe this will hydrate us. Yeah, somehow. and even though they know it won't hydrate them, right. they make things better. And so they just so, start drinking. So they start drinking and talking and everything, and uh, the point comes across about who was better in bed because she had slept with both of them, and she says that Richard was better, and that. Jonah was vanilla and everything, and then, uh, like, Jonah can't believe it, and Richard's happy about it, and this is the basis or crux of this whole movie, is this whole scene, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is mostly just about toxic masculinity, or just toxic men. Toxic friendships, I think, yeah. Not even, I wouldn't even go to toxic friendships, because the name of the movie is Harpoon, and the movie isn't about isn't necessarily about a harpoon it's about a spear gun and the only person who keeps calling it a harpoon is the woman and they keep constantly telling her and correcting her it's a spear gun not a harpoon okay so uh, that plays a lot into this movie and then she kind of takes the lead towards the end but inevitably gets fucked too you're right 
Okay, I see it now. You yeah. see it now? Like, but also I, I, toxic friendships, because they should I, never be around each other again. Yeah, I would say that, but I don't <laughs> think it's the basis of this movie. No, you're right. But I, Yeah, you could point. factor that in, but I think the basis of this movie is just toxic boyfriends, or yeah. toxic men in your life that are, are do everything for themselves and not for what they're necessarily going for. Right. So, um, yeah, then... Yeah, want to keep continuing from that story and uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. so this scene is really funny mm-hmm. because Jonah is upset that he's not better in bed than Richard. So he says, "Fine, Sasha, you make really weird sex faces." Yeah. And then Richard just starts cackling and piling on because he agrees. Mm-hmm. And then Sasha says, so "She turns to Richard and is like." You sweat so much during sex; it's like being in a mus- monsoon. <laughs> going around the table, like going around the table, just laughing at each other. Right. They all have this, how like having had sex with each other in common. <laughs> it's a really funny scene. Yes, and then right after that, though, goes right back to them kind of hitting each other again. Yeah. And just that whole the. So Sasha tells. This is the point where Sasha tells Jonah. That not only is Richard cheated on her, but that girl showed up pregnant. Right. So there was a, um, Richard and Sasha had like a turbulent relationship up until this point. She decided to stay with him, even though she heard stories or knew that he had impregnated another girl and that she died or was mysteriously killed. Well, yes. Murdered. Stabbed. Stabbed to death. Yeah. So, in the back of Sasha's mind has always been that either her her boyfriend's powerful dad or her boyfriend killed her mm-hmm. and got rid of the baby. So, and she's at, she asked him a few times during the movie, like, did you do it? And he's like, no, I had nothing to do with that. And he's really cagey about it. He is, yes. There is a reason. There is a reason why. Yes. So, after all the, you know, um, I want to say right around this part, too, is, was it here? No, no, no. It was a following scene that came after that to where they they come to the decision that uh, the same Richard Parker of the, of the story and of real life, there's three of them, they drew straws. Well, Monroe Chambers, Jonah, is, is dying. So yeah, his hand his is fucked. His hand is so infected that uh, Sasha is a nurse mm-hmm. and she tries to find something to cut his arm off with because right. the infection is going to kill him. He's septic. Right. All she can find is a, the empty scotch bottle. She breaks it, and they do start like they slice his arm right, and he stops and it. Then, yeah, and then they duct tape it. They realize that's not going to work, and they duct tape right. it, and then they start talking again. Maybe this is when the yeah the, the next scene start. Well, the next big scene that happens is where they're sitting around and they're drawing straws to see who's going to die. But there's a reason because Sasha says I think because he's sick. Draw yeah, straws. yeah, because he's sick. But she's pissed off for some reason. I no, no, because he's sick right and now. that she knows that something needs to happen right now for two people to survive. I think I'm right, but that's fine. We'll yeah, watch well, it again it, tonight. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not watching it she's again tonight. She's upset, like well, visibly yeah, upset. She, well, yeah, because all the shit that's no, been... No, but well, it's because one of them said something to her. And then she goes, I think it's time we dress straws. Okay. I disagree, I but we'll move on from there. Yes. Um, our next, well, let me get to this, finally, the next big scene here is yeah. where they're talking about, we're drawing straws and everything, to where I totally knew who was going to pick the short straw mm-hmm. of dying, uh, 
Of course, the men draw the longer straws, and Sasha gets the small, uh, the short straw. It's important to note here, though, that earlier Richard had told Sasha behind Jonah's back, "I'll put the, sh- I'll put the one of the longer straws up high, so you know which one it is, so mm-hmm. you can pick that one." And he does just that. Mm-hmm. Sasha doesn't trust him, so yeah. she picks so she a picks. different straw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she totally fucked herself on that one. So she accepts that she has to die. The next thing, but she can't do it herself, so either Richard or Jonah have to do it. Mm-hmm. So they draw straws for that, and Jonah ends up getting the short straw on that one, too. Yeah. So, before Jonah is about to kill her, he just ends up and kills Richard instead. Um, stabs him in the neck, and he dies. So there's only two Slits left. Slits his throat gruesomely. Right. Yeah. Really bad. And, and says stuff like, things are always easy for you or something right. like that yeah yeah and so richard's dead and now these two are could be together but unfortunately what happened in the, in the conversation prior is that richard said told sasha that jonah was the one that killed her and jonah That's says what she's upset about when well, she wants to draw straws i'm telling you no, right that was this. during this when they were gonna draw straws that's what happened it didn't happen because I remember it was dark and they were like, and then she was like, we have to draw straws. Okay. And then when they're sitting down, it's light when she's talking. And then you can see the emotion in her face from that scene carrying on until the end of the movie, how horrified she is through all of this. But she, so right. So she knew that Jonah killed the girlfriend before Richard dies. Right before Richard, Richard dies. Right. Mm-hmm. right during that whole scene that was yeah. happening. That's where she learned. Yeah. So, okay. so then. So then um, we see that Turbo Kid here had hit food and had sabotaged the boat while he was cleaning it out. Which we might have had a small idea of earlier when he asked Sasha to come help him. And Richard's like, no, I want you to stand out here. And Jonah's in a particular position to where we think about it later in the movie to when she was, you know, uh, I mean, earlier in the movie when everything was happening, he was in the same position that's happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a bunch of cookies he hid and um, a fuse that he had uh, taken from the, the however fucking boat runs. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> like the, the whole... ignition? So nah, it would start well, yeah, the ignition wouldn't yeah. work, so he removed that fuse that would start the ignition. <clears throat> yeah. And Richard couldn't figure it out because he didn't know anything about boats because he was rich, a rich boy and everything. Mm-hmm. So he never figured that out. And Monroe Chambers says, all right, you know, we can survive now. You know, he's out of here. Um, we can run away together. Yeah, and everything. And so... Which she, is what they were fighting about that they yes. wouldn't tell Richard. Yes. So she... At first, she says, I never said I was going to run away with you. I said that Richard has money. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like, I mean, th- around this time, Turbo Kid's looking pretty crazy, too. Oh, yeah. Because, well, now we know that he killed the pregnant woman and she just killed Richard. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy we kind of felt sorry for through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she wises up a little bit and says, yeah, we'll get out of here. We'll run away together, knowing that this dude's crazy and he's going to probably kill her if she says no or anything. The quote unquote nice guy. Right. Yep. So she knocks him overboard and she's a 
about to take off from the boat, starts it he, up. He gets killed by the propeller. Oh yeah, he gets he gets yeah. gnarled by the propeller. So and and his arm shows up. Yeah, the, floats up. Yeah. So that's why he <laughs> finally took his arm off. Yeah, the, the boat propeller did. <laughs> and um, she's about to take off. She doesn't know anything about boats either. But um, guessing from what she saw in a TV show, she, you know, there's the the bars you push forward to accelerate mm-hmm. on a boat. Well, she pushes them all the way forward kind of fast, and she flips and falls out the boat. The boat takes off, and she's stranded in the ocean, and scene, end of movie. That's it. Perfect way to end it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend this film. Nice little, just one area kind of film on the boat. Uh, single location uh, movie, for the most part. Uh, it was really good. I was yeah. really surprised by this one. I'm happy I watched it and showcased it today. I'm looking up, so it's Rob Grant, right? Rob Grant wrote it and directed it, so I'm looking up his other stuff. I don't know any of it. Oops. No, I don't know any of it. He was like an editorial director of (laughs) the Planet of the Apes or something like that. Yeah, so. I'm guessing this movie's Canadian. Because of Monroe Chamber. Yeah, yeah. That's my my clue right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing it probably is too. Uh, But yeah, anyway, I wanted to talk about the director and writer just to mention it because we haven't mentioned him yet. Yeah, it was Um, a great job. Yeah. Great job with this movie. Flawless. I can't think of anything wrong with this movie. No, I can't either. It's very well done. Yeah. The narration really helps too. Um, yeah, a definite, definite watch for us, uh, for you, for everyone. Yeah. You should watch. If you like funny, quirky kind of horror movies filled with suspense yeah. and laughs, hell The narration yeah. definitely adds, it lightens the mood a little bit when yes. the mood's getting too heavy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, I think that about does it for us this week, and we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. But until then, play with your toys, everyone, and we will see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Cut and point the sound. You can't